And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from internal blocker barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind, challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Before we dive deep in today's episode, I want to let you know about a special offer I'm making available for the month of April to the first 25 people who enroll into my Holistic Health Mastery Program. This is my online holistic nutrition certification course, which is one of the most comprehensive programs on the internet and has attracted hundreds of like-minded health enthusiasts that have a passion for natural nutrition, alternative healing, upgrading their lifestyle, and helping others live a healthier and happier life. So what I want to offer you for being a loyal listener of this podcast is the opportunity to not only participate in all this program has to offer, but you will also receive lifetime access to this program, our vibrant online community, our monthly video coaching calls led by me, and over 55 bonus videos on top of our core curriculum library. This course is absolutely perfect for virtually everyone who has a deep desire to improve their knowledge of health, natural foods, superfood nutrition, tonic herbalism, detoxification, brain health, and peak performance. Whether you're a busy stay-at-home mother, devoted father, an aspiring or seasoned health coach, or simply someone who wants to experience their life and health at another level, this course has something special to offer. So for the first 25 people who enroll, they will receive almost 60% off the original tuition price. Yes, you heard me right. That is 60% off the original tuition. And as a special bonus, I will personally send you signed copies of both of my books, which have been endorsed by thought leaders such as David Wolf. Michael Beckwith, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, and many others. 
I have never ever made an offer like this before and I'm doing it because I want you to have access to the absolute best information and strategies that exist in the most affordable and accessible way possible. So to find out more details on this program and this offer, please go to www.healthmasterycourse.com. Remember, this is open for the first 25 people, so if you feel the call, I hope you take advantage of this one-of-a-kind offer. Again, the website is www.healthmasterycourse.com. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. And today I'm joined by a good friend and colleague, Stephen Pruzak of Juice Guru Radio. And I am very excited about this episode and been looking forward to it for quite some time. Stephen is a very interesting character. I was on his show a little while ago and we had a great discussion about aging and nutrition and really about how to transform our life from the inside out, which is what I'm all about. And it's definitely what he's all about as well. And he has some interesting angles and insights on the whole process of what we call anti-aging, but just graceful aging and how to really enjoy our life the more dances around the sun we do. And to just give a little bit of an intro, I wanted to just read um, a little piece off his website, which is the Age Boss Manifesto, which I found really inspiring and really cool. So I just wanted to read that off as I intro Stephen into the show. And the, the Age Boss Manifesto basically says, getting older does not mean growing old. Age is just a number. Vitality is a way of life. Before you can health up, you need to wake up. Life begins when you listen to your true intuition. It is divine. Follow the science, not the gurus. Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Nourish your body, nourish your soul. Greatness comes from simplicity, goodness, and truth. Well, what a powerful manifesto for all of us. And with that, welcome to the show. Hi, Ronnie. Thanks for having me. I, I love that you read that because it, it came from the heart and it still gives me you know chills to hear it. So I know it was on the right track. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I've just been looking forward to this. And, you know, the best place to start off is telling us a little bit about your personal story, because I know that where you are in your health, you're 49 now, right? Right. Okay, that's amazing. And I know where you are in your personal journey is not where you've always been. And I'm always inspired about the personal stories of transformation that people go through, because it's so easy to get a snapshot of somebody where they are. And a lot of people feel like maybe they're in a place of um, disenfranchisement in their life or, or um, a particular health situation that they don't see the way out of. They don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and they're not sure that it's possible for them. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story. How you, where were you when you really got the insight that you need to change some things in your life, and where did that where did that start for you? Well, the light came right or the download. Lucky for me, it, it didn't come because of a heart attack or something like that. Um, it came when I got out of college. I was overweight, out of shape. I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without you know gasping for breath. And I thought 
here I am, 22 years old. Is it, why do I feel like an old man? Why was it that I was working on Wall Street and I couldn't st- sit behind my desk without my trunk wanting me to slump? Why was it that I would? Tr- I thought I was healthy. Why didn't I know eating McDonald's every day wasn't the way to go? Why was I living in a fraternity house and drinking alcohol all the time and living a life that you know was cool and the way to be? Um, and it paid its toll. And so when the light went off and I realized, and I looked in the mirror and took a look and realized, wow, is this, what do I look like now? How am I going to look in 10 years when I'm in my 30s? Is this, you know, am I going to be alive at that point? I'd lost my mom when I was four to cancer. Um, I saw in my family that, you know, people going down the wrong track. So I took health into my own hands. I didn't hear it from the doctor. I didn't hear it from you know, false information, even though my dad was a pharmacist and they were telling me, you know, medications are the way to go. I was even going to become a pharmacist. Um, Thankfully, I found the right path and realized that getting healthy was worth everything because, you know, it was juicing that turned it around for me. And it's why I became full circle and I educate about juicing because it was the juice man back then. He was on those late night infomercials. I was depressed. I was up all night. I couldn't sleep. Um, and I didn't know why, you know, I didn't know why I was so depressed. And those infomercials would come on and I saw this bushy eyebrow guy talking about juicing and that planted a seed. And then I came across his book and I decided I'm going to try juicing and, and making a juice and just seeing what this is like and thinking, I mean, I didn't eat any vegetables back then. I remember a friend from college was like, Steve, do you, do you ever eat a vegetable? My friend Veronica, she's even watching. Uh, and it was like, no, I didn't. And, you know, my dad didn't, still doesn't. And, you know, and it's coming full circle for him. And I want to share about that in a little bit. But, you know, I was raised that way. I thought that was the way to go. But here I was putting juice into my body and things started to change. I started to get more energy. I started to want to go to the gym. Um, but I was still smoking. My dad would say, you know, you're, you're getting healthy, but you still smoke after the gym. And I still wasn't connecting the dots. And even he saw that, you know, there was a mismatch. And it was during my first juice cleanse that nicotine came out the tips of my fingers. It was a black soot and I smelled it. It smelled like nicotine. Um, We didn't have iPhones. I didn't take pictures in those days, but here it was. And I realized, wow, if I got out of the way and flood my body with nutrients through healthy juicing, my body is taking care of itself. And that was a miracle to me. That was something I wasn't reading in books. I was experiencing it. And I knew intuitively that if I didn't get that out of my body, I probably would have died a few years, you know, whatever it was whatever this was in my body, I was getting it out and it's better out than in. It ignited a revolution in my body, right? It starts within and it, it set me on a path of wanting to eat healthier, wanting to do the best for my body. And really once I dialed in on that and learned and the wall was up or the, you know, the veil was uncovered, I wanted to spread this message with everyone, my family and friends Um, And now all these years later, back then I was in my mid twenties. I mean, they thought I was crazy. And now that I'm approaching 50, my, my cousin sent me a text. He's like, you were right all those years ago. Like the people that thought I was crazy realized, wow, he was right. And um, what are you doing? And you know, how do we get off medication? Why am I on Viagra? Why do I need another surgery? Why am I obese? And they're coming to me now. And it's funny, Ronnie, you know, you stay the path, you hope, you live the passion, you want to inspire, you wonder why you're not reaching those you love the most. Why aren't I reaching the ones that are closest to me? And we see it's like little lights in a crowd, like some of them spark up and they listen. And and I see some of my friends coming forward now, people that I knew in middle school that we were partying together with are now in my programs. And that warms my heart. 
Um, but when I see things like that happen this past week and my dad got a heart attack, you know, that's what, that's what really ignited my passion even more because now I see my dad who we all thought was so healthy and he thought I was crazy and, and always said to me, you know, I would rather eat what I want and live a few less years than, you know, give up and sacrifice. And we all know the inner circle that when we eat this way and we reignite our body and our taste buds, it actually tastes amazing. So he never got that secret, but now he, he's, there's an opening. And so my wife and I are going to fly out to Florida. Um, we're getting him a juicer. We're going to help him to try to make some changes and, and hope that this is the answer that, you know, that because of a hundred percent blood clog in his heart, we don't want to lose him. We love you, dad. You know, we love you, mom. I, I love my family. We, and so do you. And it's why we do the work we do. We changed my wife's parents. They're juicing every day. Uh, her mom's blood work came back. And for the first time in her life, she doesn't have any health issues. We, we're inspiring a lot of people, Ronnie. But when it comes down to it, we want to start within, with ourselves, with those closest to us. And the frustrating part is it doesn't always fall on the ears that we really want it to. And we just can only keep living it and hoping it reaches them. I don't know if you've experienced the same. But I'm really passionate about my show. I only feel like I feel like crying when I tell you that. It's not easy to to share this. Yeah, no, I can I can absolutely relate. I you know I just saw my mom recently. She was diagnosed with um with a brain tumor, and you know and she's had she has heart issues and she's had back surgery. She just had a metal crane put in her neck because of a structural misalignment, and it's been a challenge for me to watch the whole thing because. Uh, you know, I, I definitely relate to this this idea of a prophet is never a prophet in their own town, you know, and it's kind of like you have to actually migrate outside of your familiar terrain and outside of the family unit, and outside of the friends and the social circles that we became accustomed to. And those are, it's it's kind of an interesting paradox. And more than not, it's a theme that I see happening um, more than not, you know, uh, sometimes the people closest to you, they really get lit up and they see what you're doing and they get on board right away, but they're usually not the early adopters, are they? They're usually the people that have known you, especially our parents and our family. They have known us to be a certain way most of our life. And you, I can think about my parents. They've known me since I was a little tiny thing, right? So they have, <laughs> they have a built-in assumption and a built-in bias um, about who I've been to them. And so when I started to change and I started to change course and take my health seriously and got onto living food and totally was like, I am, I'm getting off all the crap, all the junk, all the animal foods, all the, the processed food, all that stuff. Um, you know, for me, it was interesting because my mom, she supported me because she just knew I was going to do what I wanted to do. She, she just knew like, okay, well, he's committed to whatever it is that he gets into. So, you know, I, uh, we're going to support him, but we're certainly not going to do that crazy thing. We're certainly not going to get on board. And she admitted that, you know, I, I'm sure that it's a lot healthier and, but it just wasn't where they were at. And so I've had to watch the progressive decline that they've gone through. And I, I kind of felt inside myself, even recently, 10 years into this, I still feel this sense of almost powerlessness with all my knowledge and all my insight into how to heal. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting road to walk because I realized that she's also on her path, they're on their path. And 
that I'm here for support, but every time that I've tried to go in and, and try to change things up or help out, it just, it just had not, um, you know, it had not, uh, I guess been adopted the way that I would have hoped or, or believed it would, where someone that, that knows me based on social media or the work that I do, they don't have those built-in biases. They don't have that familiarity with who I used to be. So they're just like, yeah, awesome. We get it. We want to, we want to soak up your knowledge or your insight. Please teach us. And it's just an interesting paradox when it comes to our family, right? It's amazing. I saw James Colloquin from Food Matters. We were talking about this over the weekend at Natural Products Expo West. And um, he had the same thing with his parents, but his wife's parents, they, they got in on it and they got in on the help. So it's interesting to see the light bulbs go off. So, you know, going back to your first question, like when did the light go off for you? When did you realize? And we can only hope that, you know, people are watching this, friends of ours, community of ours all over the world that are going to share this with everyone else. We're on my Facebook outreach. We're on yours. Hopefully they'll share it and more people will wake up because the truth is there. And when people hear the truth, it resonates on a, on a deep level Well, you get the goosebumps and it just makes sense. We're not talking about BS fads or anything else. And Natural Products Expo West was full of that. Uh, game changers and buttering your coffee and all that other BS that we know doesn't work. We base what we do on science. You know, we have Dr. T- um, Gabriel Cousins, Dr. Joel Furman sits at the top of our, our advisory board for Juice Guru. We work with the doctors that know this is working. Um, we don't have medical degrees. I have a degree in uh, occupational therapy. I had a master's degree. And that profession began its roots in holistic health and wellness. It's gotten off track because of other interests, um, getting people on medications and things like that. So we're going against the grain of what people know and believe to be true. But we know from our example and the thousands of people that we work with that what we're saying does work. And if there's something that resonates with you, to change might be hard, but it's worth it. If you want to live a long life, an energetic life, if you want to turn back the clock on aging, if you want to be happy because we live in a country that's depressed, then we're saying flood your body with a nice juice in the morning. That's a great way to start an organic juice first thing in the morning on an empty stomach because we're breaking our fast. It's breakfast. It came from breaking the fast. Every night we're doing a fast. No matter matter how crazy you think it is to do a fast, you do one every night when you go to sleep for eight hours. Your body is regenerating, rejuvenating on a molecular level, all of its cells, feeding itself. What do we do? We wake up and we flood it with cereals and breads and pancakes and eggs and bacon and things like that. And we just don't know. We offset all the good we did. We do more damage than good. And so we found by having the juice a day, that's what our, our latest book is about, the, fir- the juice a day on an empty stomach, that it continues your detox from the night before. It brings you into the day where your nutrient needs are met and 9% of Americans, they're not even meeting their daily recommendation on fruits and vegetables. Here you're getting it right first thing in the morning, right from your juicer. All barriers are gone, cold pressed, fresh from the juicer because all the enzymes, nutrients are intact. It's easy to clean. The juicers today, five to 10 minutes. There's no reason to not give this a try. And then we find, you know, wow, we're not hungry. We don't really need a meal till lunch. And then the other secret is we start to crave more of those fruits and vegetables. So no matter what your diet is, it doesn't even matter. Just start with the juice a day. It's a great way. It's what we train. Um, and it's going to lead to a, a real transformation. And that's what this is all about. We're hoping to spark a juice revolution. We want to get all our friends and family and your friends and family and their friends and family off the medications, show them that you can take accountability. The real health insurance is at your control, not your doctor, not 
your misinformation from advertisements that we're bombarded with everywhere, but take health into your own hands. Health is wealth, like you said, and that's the revolution that we're trying to cause. Yes, I, I love it. And it's really, it's really about creating a health assurance policy instead of a health insurance policy that we become accustomed to. And I love this message because for me, juicing was what changed everything around for me. When I got introduced to the concept of vegetarianism and plant-based lifestyle and then raw food um, through David Wolf and Gabriel Cousins that, you know, I just had Gabriel Cousins on a few days ago and for the third time and um, what an incredible human being he is. And, you know, we were just talking about so many different elements. One of the things I want to bring up that just came to my mind is uh, this, this um, I've been talking about this a lot, is this concept of subtle death habits. And it's something that's built into the human condition or it's conditioned into the human psyche through the world we live in, through pharmaceuticals, through the political system, through um, our food supply, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's basically this disempowerment program that causes people to habitually self-sabotage themselves. And when we think of, when I think of subtle death habits, I'm thinking of habits that degrade the human expression, that degrade the spirit from fully expressing itself in the physical body. So whether that's smoking, that's alcohol, that's, um, you know, that's a uh, lack of exercise or avoiding the habits that we know would empower us, but somehow just avoiding them and just turning a blind eye to them and saying, oh, well, I just want to live. You know, th this is the thing that people say. This is one of the things I wanted to bring up is this idea um, of people when they say, well, don't you just want to live a little? Don't you just want to have that cheesecake? Don't you just want to have that soda, that, that drink? Just live a little. And it's always so ironic. And the, the psychology is so deeply embedded. When I hear people say that, it's like, ooh, like you don't realize by saying that and perpetuating those beliefs, you're actually doing the opposite of what, you are, what, you're, what you're saying. You think you're living, but you're actually getting stimulated temporarily, but you're, you're hurting yourself long-term. And I want to talk about that concept. This, do you hear that a lot when people are just like, well, don't you just want to live, Stephen? Why, why do you want to juice all, all the time? Why do you want to eat your, your, your rabbit food? Don't you just want to live mm. a little? It's so deep. Yeah, that's a great question, Ronnie. First of all, I want to thank you for that question. That's not one we get every day. And if I, got, if I was on Dr. Oz, we wouldn't have that question. So thank you for that question. First of all, I honor that. And yes, you know, that's something that we see, um, you know, things like um, they'll point to the runner. He ran every day and then he died of a heart attack. And so like they, they exercised all the time and they died anyway. And look at, you know, Dr. James Sheridan who lived that life and he died in his mid, his late forties. And so like, why should I bother doing all this? And everyone, lo they love, that's a great mechanism in the brain of liking wanting to poke holes in the change we have to create. The change is so hard. And you and I know it's the information alone doesn't do it. The information alone doesn't do it. When I first saw Diet for a New America when I was 24, um, and, I, and, and that was like another, it's like an unraveling, you know, that thankfully the universe brings some of us, but I wish all of us, and we're, we're working for that. And I believe we're going to get there. One day. Um, but, you know, that documentary, he, he, that, it's a great one. It was on PBS. It was Died for a New America. If, you know, look it up. It's probably on YouTube. 
And it just showed that the parallel between what we eat, heart disease, why people are going to the hospital because of all the animal food, why the environment is so devastated, why all these things, the information was there. I remember going up and telling my parents, I'm like, you're not going to believe what I just found out. You know, in you know, all these years they were feeding me the, everything wrong. They were, everything was wrong. And they didn't want to know, though. It was like these blinders went up, this block went up, and there was no way they were going to even open up their minds to see what it is that I had just see, learn what it is that I just learned. That barrier has remained, you know, for the whole rest of my life. You know, that barrier, like I told you right now, there's a little opening. We're going to Florida and we're going to bring a juicer. We're bringing Dr. Joel Furman's books on how to reverse heart disease because, you know, they just want to go the route of the medication. Everybody wants the easy approach, Ronnie. They want the quick fix. They want the pill that's going to do it. And the truth is, it, there isn't a quick fix when it comes to real health. That's just a Band-Aid. The doctors never talk about what caused it to begin with. They're not telling my dad what clogged that artery to begin with. They're telling him, we're going to thin your blood out. We're going to do that. You're going to be, and a friend reinforces it. So there's the whole social circle. There's the whole intertwined social circle. People don't want to escape that. My wife's mom knows that the plant-based diet is the best thing for her. They also know that it's going to socially isolate them in their retirement community that they're living. And that isn't worth it to them. So there's this whole other thing to talk about, about the socialization, how important it is that we remain connected to people. People will die without socialization. They'll die of loneliness. And so that will keep them from going the right way and standing out and going down the road that's alone. And when I did this in my mid-20s, I mean, I was alone. I lost a lot of my friends, my meat and potato eating friends, the guys I was going to the gym with, the people in my fraternity. And they said, wow, Steve's crazy. You know, this is like, he's not a man. That was a big thing back then too. A lot of them told me I really wasn't a real man. You know, you're eating rabbit food. Um, and so to stand out, to do this, to try it on ourselves. And I did it since then. And here I am now. And, and the effects, it all is worth it. It's worth everything. It's worth standing out against the grain and knowing that it's worth it for that alone and that the right people will come to you when you connect with them. But to answer your question about the brain and how we overcome this, this idea that we, we want to resist what's good for us, that we are drawn. And there was a study that showed we are attracted to negativity we, we, as a culture, as humans, we like negativity. Our brains get off on it. It's why like a reality show following Ronnie Landis around his day-to-day, -day, showing you how to eat more superfoods, get living food into your body, and all the other elements that make up for a healthy living, they're not going to do that reality show. They're going to do one of the Kardashians that show them arguing and bitching and bickering because people are drawn to train wrecks. They like to see what's worse so they can feel better. Social media is set up that way. We compare ourselves and then we fall into, and I'm not saying I'm, I have risen above all of it because I was telling a friend the other day, like, I don't want to get into the, I am lacking, you know, I am missing something. I am comparing. Why does that video have a million views and mine have a hundred thousand? Why is it that he, they're here listening to that message and not this? And wherever we are in the work we do and the life we live and the social media world that we might be drawn into, which is really a bad influence overall because a lot of people are addicted to it and, and they're sucked in and it's a lacking and comparing culture. Um, and that's not healthy for us either, you know? And so it's all those things, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. And 
I, I had just had Jason Robel on um, about a week ago, and we were talking about this very thing. And he actually shared his 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 past experience with clinical depression, and and how social media and the career pursuit and comparing is comparing himself to completely outrageous kind of almost fantasies. And I, and I say that because I had also done that myself and come back to reality of like, wait a minute, why am I comparing myself to some person showing me a snapshot of their life on social media and, and all this different stuff? And it really, you know, it was really a powerful conversation because I realized how deep this, this, um, this, this subtle depression is in the social media world and the, the addiction of, of, you know, just this, uh, it's the dopamine effect, right? The pleasure, the pleasure and reward um, cycle. And I just think that that's such a great point that you brought up because that absolutely is a huge barrier to vibrant health. It's not just the food, but one of the great things I love about juicing and one of the things I love about your manifesto is that you said basically in order to health up, you need to wake up. And that's really the big puzzle, the puzzle piece here, right? Because like you said, information does not solve an issue, but what you do with it can, can solve, solve a particular challenge, but you got to wake up, right? You've got to actually wake up to your own potential. You got to wake up to the world around you. You got to wake up to your own, um, I guess your own shortcomings or what's not working. And one of the things you said is that, a lot of people actually don't want to know the truth. They avoid the truth. They will fight tooth and nail to avoid actually looking at the truth. And um, and mm. so this this waking up process, you know, I want to I want to kind of almost like intertwine two two themes into a question. I want to I want to, and I don't know exactly what the question is, but basically what I want to probe at is this concept of waking up and the power of juicing. Hmm. So the question is, <laughs> how does juicing apply to waking up? Or how, can we wake up from juicing? Or is that, yeah, that would be great. That kind of thing. Yeah. And it's true, right? What is the portal in? And you said for you, juicing was the portal in. And for me, juicing was the portal in. And so I had to go back to that. Of all the education and books I was going to write and you know what role I could have, it, it went It went full circle. I was like, what was it for me? How can I reach more people? We had a vegan magazine that showed people why you should eat plant foods. I had a raw vegan radio that showed people why they should eat living foods. And that was like when podcasts first started. That was way back when you were a baby. No, I'm kidding. But it was a long time ago. And so the portal was juicing. Um, and so we find and we're finding it to be true uh, with the people that we're reaching that when we just start like with that juice a day, that it does a lot of things. Like I'm saying, it, it is the portal in, it clears away the brain fog. Um, we start to think clearer and we're able to see it's a matrix. We get, we're into the matrix of something's not right. Our, our brain chemistry starts to change. We have a more clarity of thought um, and we can evaluate bullshit from truth. Am I allowed to say that on this podcast? Yes, good. So <laughs> <laughs> we're able to evaluate that and see, you know, the, the goggles come on, the truth comes on, the truth serum. We see it like a truth serum. And then as we get deeper into that and we're in continuing the juice a day habit, and there is a difference. So 
even getting people into the juicing, there's still myths to overcome. There's still a lot of misinformation. Aren't blended smoothies just as good? And it's just easier to make. We're still always looking for the shortcuts. Like, isn't it better? So we have to tackle that myth. Sugar, isn't there going to be, you know, isn't going to raise my blood sugar? And there are plant-based doctors out there that are saying juicing is a travesty, overcoming that myth and why and everything. And so we went deep into science with our book and the work we're doing and pulled all the studies out about a juice a day habit, why they're using it in Gerson therapy, why it was used there, you know, why Max Gerson brought it here in in the 30s and 40s, why Jay Cordich was able to reverse disease just from a a carrot apple juice, um, why it's still used in cancer clinics all over Europe, not smoothies. And there's a difference. So we talk about that. We talk about the difference, why to try the juicing, compare it and see. Juicing is the real deal. It's the medicine. It's more concentrated and it gets it into your body like nothing else, into your bloodstream, feeds you on a molecular level. Like I said, takes away the mastication and the digestion so it's easily absorbed into your bloodstream. The, the smoothies are great and we love them. We incorporate them. They take away the mastication. We're still left to digest it. We can't get as much into that blender. We'll get a whole pile of vegetables compared to just a little bit through the blender, you know, in the water and everything like that. And then there's the oxidation and, and doing proper juicing and then clearing up the myths about high pressure processed juice that are in the store, you know, the HPP that's now in Costco. So everyone thinks they can juice. I'm juicing. I'm going to Costco and I'm going to get a crate of, of the Sujo, whatever it is. And I'm a juicer and they're not going to get the same results. We're talking about cold press, fresh juice. That's what clears the cobwebs. The, the processed stuff doesn't do it. Not even Mott's apple juice. Like not, not the stuff you're going to find down the aisle that's pasteurized and full of sugars and everything like that. And, and the other misconception, of even just including some apples in your juice, there's a, um, a, there's a phytonutrient in your apple that really slows down the absorption to your bloodstream. It's called um, fluoridin, and it's in the apple. And it really, and it, so that's another, we, we bring those studies in, we, we tackle people with logic, and like at Expo West this weekend, we did demos all weekend with TriBest right at their booth on the main stage there, and you can see when people are hearing the truth, they're shaking their head, yes. They're saying, yeah, it makes sense. And right now when people are watching, if they're saying, yeah, that makes sense. And you're right. That clears up the confusion that that infomercial brought me that, that you know, a blended Nutriblast is the same thing as a juice and it's, it, it isn't. Um, and so it, it, that opens the portal. So when we start to awaken and realize we've been lied to, even when it comes to the best way to get in, then the lies start to unravel. The truth serum comes off and, and it's like a matrix, Ronnie. Once you're in, you just want more of it. You start feeling better. You start, you become happy. Like I said, we are a depressed nation. People are depressed. We start to feel happy. We don't need the medication. We start getting off our medications. We start getting thinner and we'll use that as a way to get into. Like you can get lean. We're talking to people from my generation, right? So we're talking, you know, you want to fit into that black, you know, slinky dress to go to the prom, not the prom, the 30 year reunion that just passed for us in high school. So we were using that as a way to get them in, you know, a shallower way to get in. Like, let's just, let's just look good. It's so much deeper than looking good. We have so better ulterior models, motto, ulterior motives than that. It's because everything else clears up. The brain clears up. Um, we, we ward off disease um, and then we just want to become juice gurus and spread the, the message to with the work that we're doing and the certifications and everything like that. And that's, that's the mission we're on. There's, there's so much, so much great things you just, you just mentioned in that. Um, you know, one of the things is uh, accessing, accessing health through vanity, right? 
and there's a lot of judgment. So we got to actually, one of the things that I've, I've left behind and I'm still unpacking and getting out of my, my psyche completely is judgment. And this is a very important thing. I, I, do you know Steve Adler um, of Sacred Chocolate? The chocolate, yeah. Sacred Steve Adler. He, he's one of just one of those beautiful human beings. And one of the things that he, he said to me over the years is judgment is the only sin a child of God is capable of making. And the reason I bring that up is because as health authorities or gurus or leaders, teachers, I've seen over the years that there can be a lot of judgment involved in the teachings and it puts people off and makes people feel less than inspired to take that next step. And what I love about everything that you're sharing is it's free of judgment. It's like, hey, we actually want to help you. If you want to look good, guess what? We have something that will help you with that. But what's beautiful, what's really amazing is that as you start to look good, by you'll start to feel good. And once you start to feel good, then the light bulb turns on. You start to light up like a Christmas tree and all of a sudden you become an activated. Yeah, you're going to look good. You're gonna, you can get the six-pack abs or the, the fitness goals or the aesthetic goals that you want. But what's really important is how you feel in your body. And that's what I love about this approach because I haven't seen anything in my life compared to a living foods diet and especially a juicing um, integration of juicing to transform somebody the way they feel in their body. Not, I mean, obviously, like we, we know so many people in our, in our community that have miraculous weight loss stories. You know, I could just rattle off so many names. I'm sure you can too. People have lost hundreds and hundreds of pounds safely and sustainably. Um, but one of the things that I hear from them when I really talk to them is how their life transformed, how their consciousness transformed through that process. And I'd love to talk about that particular point. Oh, wow. That's another good, <laughs> you, you're bringing them. I got you never know what direction Ronnie's going to go in. I'm like, what's he get into now? And it's the consciousness. I love it. And I agree with everything you said there. And yes, because I've interviewed the same people and worked with the same people and saw the amazing transformations and wondered why everyone wasn't waking up to this and instead buying into the marketing. And again, you know, using the portal to get in because when it comes down to it, um, we can't say that this is going to do everything you want for you because of marketing. Like we're at a disadvantage almost. People are so skeptical because they've been burned so many times from the BS diets, the yo-yo diet roller coaster, we call it. Even in juicing, we see, you know, we see some of the leaders in juicing saying, you know, just do a juice fast a few times a year and eat what you want, even McDonald's. And so we're, we're up against the grain there. It's like, no, that's not true. That's not really true. And yet millions of people are following it and yet they're still stuck and, and they're really unhealthy. And so consciousness, getting back to that, I'm just, those were some thoughts that came up when you were, when you were talking about that, about the marketing and the portal in and using a shallow thing like weight loss and, and with our sneaky backdoor of all these other amazing things that we've got really in mind for you, but we don't want, we don't want to overwhelm you. We don't want to promise you the fountain of youth, even though it's there. We don't want to make false promises. We want you to experience a little bit and then get deeper and deeper in and then be like, whoa, life, I can't believe life can be like this. And actually, I'm inspired to show my family and friends the same. There's a level of consciousness that comes with it and a deepening, like Ronnie's saying. And that's a really unexpected thing. It's a spiritual journey. And 
I found that like even during my juice cleanses and doing some more long-term juice cleanses of how deep I was able to get with my connection to everything, to, to the spirit, to the planet, to the animals and everything. And it was in those moments that the real rewards come, you know, when we, when we evolve that way, it's even hard to put it into words, but when it happens, it's, it's almost like an enlightenment. Um, it's completely unexpected. It was never my intention. Um, I was never a religious person and I just, it was such a gift. Um, and one, again, I found really hard to communicate even to my wife, you know, I was on day 30 of this juice cleanse and it, it was when I got my first book deal for the complete idiot's guide to juice fasting. Um, and I was blogging about it and it's kind of how that book deal came about. I was just sharing and it's funny, you know, we share Ronnie and you never know who's listening. Here I was at Expo West. People are coming up. They were inspired. And you know, I'm, I'm wondering, like, oh, you're the one I inspired. You know, you feel like sometimes you feel like you're just putting it out there and let it stick to the wall wherever it's going to, wherever it's going to land. And, and, and I'm always so touched by anyone that it's touched. And I know you are too. So it was putting, it was putting that out to my wife and telling her, you know, I had this awakening today on this 30 day juice fast. I'm blogging about it. I want to share about it. Let me explain it to you. And again, it was hard to put into words what that's like. But um, but Ronnie's saying, and what I'm saying is this is something that does happen as we clear the toxins out of our body, as we clear the brain fog, as we get into the right body we're meant to live in, as we start doing the right work we're meant to do for a living, that we're not a slave to society, a slave to our life. We're not in the wrong relationships. We're with people who love us. We're with people who respect the work we're doing and that they are the oxygen with us. And if you're in those toxic relationships, please get out. Please get out. We've all been in them um, and they're only going to drag you down. Um, and then we reach another level in this journey, this ascension, this escape from the matrix where we become more spiritual. We become more connected. People get into it all different ways. I was talking to Dr. Will Tuttle last week, author of The World Peace Diet, and for him, it was spirituality. He was a Zen Buddhist monk, um, you know, in a monastery, practicing, meditating, meditating hours and hours and hours a day, all they do, and, and had the epiphany. Dr. Gabriel Cousins, meditating, 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 had the epiphany. A spiritual journey brought him there. It's different for all of us what brings us there. For me, it was health and a bit of vanity and not wanting to be fat, you know. And for Ronnie, it was a combination of things, and he'll share that in a minute. But it's amazing that, you know, all the paths that we come to this, they all come together. We all experience the same benefits. There's no judgment. There's, it's love, you know, and we all know love is the message. And there can be competition like Ronnie's saying, this is the way. And a lot of gurus get on that pedestal. It's a, it's, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing to be admired almost. It's like, when you start gathering a tribe around you of people that love and respect you, there's a funny thing that happens to the human ego. And we start to think, wow, I, you know, people really, I have it dialed in. I have all the answers. That is something we never want to do. We call ourselves juice guru. I don't consider myself a guru. Like Ronnie said, when he read our manifesto, you are the guru. We empower you with the right information. It's within um, leaders, people like Ronnie and me and the others that we're talking about here have the experience and work with thousands of people. There's lessons to be learned. When it comes to it, when it comes down to it, it's the intuition that leads us there that makes us realize I want to either lose weight, I want more energy, and people my age, Ronnie, they're getting on Viagra. They're living on Viagra. My friends are doing that to, to have an intimate relationship, and I can't believe it. I'm like, no way. I can't ever see that happening. 
there's no way. I don't, I don't worry about that, you know, and maybe that brings them in. It's always a little bit of a shallow thing like that. Or like our other friends, maybe it was spirituality. Maybe it was an environmentalist that realized, wow, if I'm eating this way, that can't be good for the planet. So maybe that's bringing them into it. And then these other gifts come. The answer is the other gifts come. Stay the path. All too many times I've seen people try it like a fad. I'm going to eat raw food for a little bit and lose some weight. And then now I'm going to get drawn into the next one, like this fad that's telling me to eat more meat uh, or go the paleo route or put butter in my coffee or bacon and coconut oil. And that's the big thing now when you go into Whole Foods, that's the thing prevailing the Natural Products West, this message that's totally wrong. We base our information over decades of studies, the China study, decades of information that's at your fingertips, not biohacking, not I tried this on me and it works, so it'll work on you. Biohacking is BS too. So our mission is say no to the fads, the BS, try it for yourself, and the answer is there. It's not a religion. It's not a cult. It works. It's amazing. And this is the real game changer. You just got to stay the path. Don't jump to the next trend. There's millions of dollars that go into that marketing, Ronnie. I saw it at Expo West this past weekend. Millions of dollars. It's coming from those big corporations that are controlling the world. They get it. They're like, wow, there's a lot of money to be made in natural health. We've got to plant some seeds that this study said this. And you look at the source of a study, look at, you know, Plant Pure Nation documentary. It's on Netflix now. Look at where the source of the study came from. It's from Atkins. They, they funded the study. It's horrible. We've got to unravel the damage that's done. Um, unwrap, we call it, Will Tuttle calls it cultural conditioning. It came from an early age when we're only five years old, sitting in kindergarten with the four food groups that was sponsored by the meat and dairy industry. What did we know? What did our parents know? What did our grandparents know? It's a different world now. The food wasn't genetically modified back then. The slaughterhouses weren't what they were, where they weren't eating fear. We've got a lot of damage to undo, but once you start doing it, and we, here's the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't want to, I don't want to be bleak. And I don't want to paint a negative picture. I want to say the positive answer is a juice a day on an empty stomach. I don't care what your diet is. We, my friends with a standard American diet, Eric, if you're out there, I know you're eating your meat and cheese and you told me you can't get over that cheese addiction. That's fine. You're starting with a juice a day. Other things are going to happen. You might gravitate towards more plant foods and you might think, you know, socially, what that's, what's that going to mean? And let me bring that up to you, Ronnie. So socially, I asked a couple of questions of you in there. I forget what the first one was, but I said, we'll hear from Ronnie on that one. Um, But socially, what does it mean to you? And what did it mean to you to walk a different path, uh, knowing that some of your friends are going to think you're crazy? Great question. The first thing that you brought up was just kind of how how we all get into this, right? And for me, it was was because I had a knee injury when I was 18 years old. I had my first knee surgery, Mm -hmm. and I was heavily involved in martial arts and basketball and was paralleling professional careers. And so I had a bit of an identity crisis that forced me into changing my lifestyle to maintain my identity as an athlete, actually. Um, because I was like, I cannot lose this. This is everything. I have got to figure this out. And I started looking at my diet and started changing and healing my knees. And then, you know, a longer story. But then that's how I got into the spiritual aspect because I do believe that the, the plants, the diva of the plant, the spirit of the plant, has a consciousness within it and the juice is the spirit. In oh, I love that. Alchemical terms, the juice is the blood. That is where the spirit comes through. 
And so that levity and that lightness and that kind of voluminosity that we feel, that alkalizing effect in the brain, mm. I just felt this like this, my aura just expand. And um, that's actually how I got deeper into spirituality, but it wasn't, it wasn't by, by intention. It was, it was by the intention of the higher intelligence, obviously, to get me to drink my first damn juice. It makes sense when you think about the chlorophyll, right? The hemoglobin and the chlorophyll of the plant is the same, almost the same molecular structure. Right. And so what Ronnie's talking about here, the plant life, the plant, oh yeah, I don't know if you can see the plant, the plant life, the plant consciousness, I love that. I've never really thought about it that way but it makes complete sense it's beautiful really yeah and so as far as social settings like um you know i've looked back on my life recently to because i've lived quite a quite an intense life and i've traveled so many different circles from my martial arts upbringing to basketball training and 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 to all the different circles of like conscious communities and food communities uh, that i've traveled through and i realized like wow like I've traveled so many different circles and communities and it's hard for me to stay stay still and I realized that this journey actually has caused me to meet and interact with more people in the world that I would never know that would never know me if I stayed right where I was at in my comfort zone in the martial arts world that would have been my life that's that would have been all that that I knew or people knew me but because I took this journey and I had no idea where it would lead me I've traveled all over the world. And, um, you know, one thing comes up for me as an answer to that question. My friend Tara Ann, who's a, who's a raw food enthusiast um, in Hawaii, she said something to me that was very interesting. When I first went over to Hawaii to live on this permaculture farm, with like 70 cacao trees. And, you know, like I first got introduced to like what a real permaculture farm looks like. She said something interesting to me about the raw food journey. She said that when you get into raw food, everything in your life will change. The people that you associate will change. The place that you live will probably change. You'll probably end up moving somewhere. Um, your vocation will most likely change. And she started going down this list. And I started looking at my life and I looked at every single person I'd ever met on this path. And I realized, whoa, wait a minute. That's actually pretty accurate. Almost 100% for every single person I've ever met on this journey. And I just realized it's taken me on an adventure. It's taken me on my own hero's journey. And I guess, hmm. you know, so in that sense, that's just what I kind of want to relay in a response to that is I've been able to meet more people in the world that inspire me, that light me up, that are inspired by me than I could have ever done by, um, you know, staying in my little comfort zone. Yeah, and I say to my in-laws, you know, this is if if you're watching, maybe my my mother-in-law is watching. I'm hoping she is. She'll probably watch the replay. And I say, you know, they can be the spark that inspires the revolution right in their own community. You know what I mean? What are they doing different? So it doesn't matter where you are in life, where you are on the journey, right? No matter what age you are, this is some, and that's another thing we'll hear too. You know, I'm too old. You know, at this point, you know, and that's just not true. There's so much, so many lessons, so much to be learned. I'm excited to see where my dad's going to go with this. And I want to document his journey. I want to, I want to kind of use, you know, the power of the work we do. I said, dad, you know, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of guilt him into it. I'm like, if you don't do this, it's going to be good for my business. <laughs> right. Because if you don't do this, then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have, you know, a great story to tell. And we know where the story is going to go. If he can stick with me, if he can, can we teach the old dog new tricks? 
And I'm telling you, Ronnie, my dad was someone, he wouldn't even go to a restaurant that had just vegan or vegetarian food. Like he got mad at me for that. You know, he is just a meat, meat every meal kind of guy. When my wife and I got married, he was dreading the wedding because he knew he wouldn't be able to eat meat and just couldn't wait to get to the steakhouse after. Um, and it's the kind of guy he is. And he's, he's, he's not overweight. He's a thin guy. So it's misleading. And I interviewed Dr. Vish the other day. Um, and he, and there, the warnings were coming that this was going to happen because he was saying on that interview, um, he was like, you know, even if you're thin and eating this cholesterol diet, you know, these animal products, it's going to fatten up around your organs and you're not going to know. So it's almost even worse to be someone like that. And I immediately thought of my dad. Um, I got on the phone with my parents. I said, mom, dad, listen to what happened to my mother-in-law. She's off her, she, they said she had the best blood work ever. And, and that's never been, and, and there were all these barriers. My mom was like, well, your dad and I are healthy and we don't need to juice. And we, and so, and then this happened like a lightning rod from the sky, you know? And so Ronnie, like, you know, why did I know coming up to say that to them? Why is our intuition, our intuition, what it is because of the way we live and, and the consciousness that you're saying. And it's because we flood our body like this. It's, it's cause this, this food, what we eat and the media, what we consume through our eyes and put in front of us that we're very careful what we're surrounding ourselves with from our relationships to social media, to movies and TV, to everything, everything's consumption, whether it's through our mouth, through our eyes, through our ears and the music we listen to, everything matters. Everything counts. That was a message I got during one of my journeys uh, through consciousness and um, ayahuasca. And it told me everything counts. Everything counts. Everything you think counts. Everything. And that scared me because I was like, whoa, because I haven't always had the best thoughts and I haven't always done the right things. And so from that moment on, from, you know, drinking the ayahuasca, the blood of the plants and really getting deep with my own journey. And I know David Wolf has done the same work. He was the one who actually, you know, inspired me to try to try that path out, which I did a few times. And, and it really showed me, oh, wow, there's a reason they're using ayahuasca in the Brazilian rainforest. And it's part of their culture. From when a baby is born, they put ayahuasca on the tongue because that was a portal to consciousness. That was a real plant medicine right from the plant, soul to body. Thank God I did that. It's all a journey. I don't have it all figured out, Ronnie. You know, I, I can say, like you, I've had the luck to surround myself with the most amazing people in the world, doctors, people that are living the life, interview them, go through a college unlike anyone else because of the people we've been able to interview and work with and just get the right download. You, you, we couldn't get a degree for what we know. So I honor you and the work that we're doing because we've got to distill this to other people, break it down to a level that they can understand, get them in and, and, and let them know everything does count. Everything we do, everything we think, um, and it can't be tomorrow. It can't be, you know, I'm going to smoke a cigarette today and I'll get off it tomorrow. Or, and there's always this other weird thing that I want to bring up with you. Why is it that um, there's this, it won't happen to me kind of thing going on? You know, even though that person got lung cancer, I'm still going to smoke. It won't happen to me. I've been lucky so far. My dad, my friend Veronica was telling me this. And if you're watching Veronica, I'm sorry, but you were telling me this last night. You said, my dad is, you know, he's 77. He's like your dad and he's got a clean bill of health. He's on cholesterol medicine. He's drinking wine once a night and, and he's having olive oil on his salad and eats whatever he wants. So like you're, you're saying things like that to me, Veronica, but, and you're smoking too, and you want to get off it. Um, and you think that maybe that it's not going to happen to you. What is this? It won't happen to me kind of thing going on. 
because that's happening too, isn't it? It's 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 been it's um it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, you know, it's, it's really self deception, right? To be straightforward about it, it's how we deceive ourselves to avoid looking at the truth because the truth is uncomfortable and it brings up uncertainty. And the strongest human need is to have certainty in their life, and they will actually avoid the truth. I, I've seen this phenomenon where people will literally avoid and resist the thing that will heal them. It's like it's being shown to you. It's, being, it's just being brought to you over and over and over, and people will literally resist their own healing until they have no choice, until they either are on a stretcher, they're, on, they're in a situation, they had a heart attack, they're having a diabetic amputation, they're having some kind of thing happen that is forcing them to pay attention. And even in that place, I've seen where people just decide to check out. They're in so much pain inside of themselves that they just decide to check out. They don't even want to be here anymore. And then it's the rare people that, that get that message and then they wake up and they're like, you know what? Okay, I've been lying to myself. I've been, I've been using these little memes like, oh, it won't happen to me. And just avoiding what the universe or life is showing me every single moment. And then, the, and then those, people, those people become the greatest testimonials because they've actually be, they've, they've decided to be honest with themselves. And this is something I want to I just piggyback mm-hmm. on this because I think this is such an important thing to, to kind of point out is that if somebody is not able to be honest with themselves, how can I expect them to be truly authentically honest with me? And this is a big thing. This is a little bit of a different, different slam, but it's a very big thing that I've been looking at because essentially what I feel like you brought up is why do we have such a challenge with self-honesty and how does that translate into our lack of, our lack of honesty with other people? Wow, that's a great one too. And when you were, you know, kind of putting that all together, I was thinking, that's my dad, right? Because he, there he was, you know, he, he was shocked. He was shocked that this happened. He was shocked that his arteries were clogged, you know, and just the other day, like I said, my mom said, we're healthy, Stephen, we don't need juice, you know, we, and, and even though, and now it comes out, well, you know, your dad was having some chest pains. It was hard for him to go to sleep. And, but now he's okay. They got him on the medication. The blood, his blood pressure is actually down now. So he actually wasn't healthy. He actually was in that state of denial. He was lying to himself. My mom is lying to herself when she says the medicine's going to do it. And she doesn't want to make the habit. She, I mean, back then, and when I said it that day, it was, Stephen, you know what it is? I'm lazy. That, I'll tell you the truth. I'm lazy. I don't want to do it. I, I just don't want to do it. I said, well, mom, it only takes 10 minutes to clean the juicer. We're going to show you how only 10 minutes to clean. Well, then we have to shop. We have to have, that was it. You know, it was the laziness. And, it, and it's still kind of there. It's still kind of, well, the medication, there's still, like I said, there's a portal, but the lying is still going on. And, and, you know, it's devastating for my mom to believe that she was feeding my dad food that even caused this. And it's devastating my mom to believe that there were, that she fed, you know, me and my sister food that was causing it for us that we had, that I had a reverse and that, you know, there's a reason I have so many dental issues that I lived on sugar as a kid. And I went in the cabinet and took the chocolate frosting for the cakes and ate it all from the thing. And what, I didn't think that was going to make my teeth rot out. You know, they didn't rot out, but I, I don't have the best teeth. And it, there's a reason for that. I lived on sugar. I didn't know any better. Our parents don't want to know that they were wrong. They don't want to know. No one wants to be made wrong, right? So it starts there. Nobody wants 
to be wrong. Nobody wants to be told what to do. We only open our ears when we're ready to hear because we're also proud in a way that we don't want to be told what to do. We didn't in school and we don't now. My parents certainly don't want to be told what to do by the kid who, like Ronnie says, knew them since I was like that. How can I possibly know? My sister, who's, you know, a year and a half older, you know, she's 50. I'm approaching 50. I'm still the little brother, you know. I still wouldn't know what to do when it comes down to it. So there's that, the opening of the portal. And, and then coming back to your question, if you can repeat it. Yeah, I don't even, uh, to be honest, I don't even remember exactly the question. It was just a stream of consciousness. But I think what the point that you brought up was ab- absolutely essential. I think what we're talking about is the vulnerability to actually be honest. In- oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of was in there, but I didn't actually directly tackle it because I wanted to talk about my dad and what, because it's hitting me so hard now. I'm still recovering from it. We're at Expo West. I'm, this is the irony, or if you want to call it synchronicity, which I, I prefer, we're, me and my wife are doing a demo at Expo West. We have a crowd of people and we're making a heart healthy juice. And I'm talking about reversing heart disease as my dad is having a heart attack in the hospital. Like, what is that? That, you know, and I get off that demo and I get that message from my mom on her phone that your dad, you know, I got on the phone with her and she told me the news and I burst into tears because I, you know, it's a shock even though, you know, even though we know. So it was a shock to me. Was I lying to myself that my dad was healthy on the inside? Why was it a shock to me? Why wasn't I prepared for it? I mean, I mean, we could say a lot of things about that. Of course, it's our dad and we're devastated. Why does it still come as a shock to us? Why do we still lie to ourselves? We lie to ourselves, right? So it, we lie to our, So I'm lying to myself too. Am I lying to myself that my dad's going to change now? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do what I can by buying them a juicer, getting them some books, going out there, showing them some documentaries, showing them how easy it is, working with my mom, showing them you can go through Amazon uh, Fresh and have produce delivered you know, a couple times a week. So you have the produce on your doorstep. You don't have to go out. It's easier than ever to make it a habit. What's going to happen? I have my friend Veronica saying, your parents will never do it. You're, they just do real quick meals. Your mom does frozen food. They're not going to do it. My mother-in-law is saying they're not going to do it. Um, my wife and I are saying we're going to try. And, you know, when it comes, and my wife is saying, when we go out there and you look at your dad in the eye, you look at your mom in the eye, you say to them, I love you. I want you to live and, and this is the way and I want to show you how because I'm not going to sit here and watch you die. Mm. What is that going to mean to them? Mm. That's so powerful. Even though the world is telling you one thing, you're listening to your heart and your greater knowing. You're saying, you know what? At least we're going to try. We're not going to be fatalistic. We're not going to give up. I'm going to try because I think what, what, what you, me, and so many people feel is that if we don't at least try, what, then, then how are we going to feel about ourselves? You know, at the at the end of the day, as as health advocates, you know, what good does it do to have this knowledge but not try and not use it with the people that we love? As long as we made the effort, we can't be responsible for people doing or not doing. But if we don't try at all, then you know it, it's kind of missing missing the mark. So I really but then again. How's it, how does it feel to overcome uh, an ingrained thing in our culture of being the child going to parent and telling them what to do, telling them that what they did was wrong, 
And then they, when you talk about lying to yourself, then my mom has to admit, she has to admit to herself that she wasn't preparing her husband, the man she loves the most and wants to live the wrong foods. That's a hard thing for her to overcome. For my dad, he has to overcome the line that he hates the taste of it. He, he just, he hates it. Like he has a condition. I was talking to his brothers and sisters. They were like, just make him a juice, but don't tell him what's in it. He's almost like a child like that. Like he doesn't want a vegetable. I don't want a vegetable. <laughs> That's what I'm up against. I don't want it. And so I'm going to them as this kid that's doing this work that they sometimes hear and like some of the things I do, but don't want the real message. How am I going to go to them and help them to overcome the lies to themselves, to open the, the, the love to me and, and accept me as a mentor in a way in this one little area that of course you're my parents and you're very wise and sage and you brought me into the world and you've shown me so much and you've made me the man I am today. I wouldn't have the morals and values I, I without them, and and what what a gift and and the support on the journey to let me do live a life I want and even support me financially at my worst times in life. All the things that my parents have done for me. How do I become the one to be the one to help my dad actually live another twenty thirty years, which can happen if he makes this crucial change that he's really resistant about? Because I'll tell you right now, they just want that pill. They want to keep lying. They want the quick meals. It's a big shift. And we're creatures of habits and we get stuck on a record player. And what's it take to move the needle ahead? What does it take to uncrease the book? Mm -hmm. Right? The book is creased. We keep opening to the same page. How do we uncrease it and open and create a new chapter for ourselves? And the older we get, the more solidified our brain gets. And we are creatures of habits. And here my parents are in their 70s. And for them to undo all the conditioning and habits. And they worked for big pharma by selling drugs in a pharmacy and always gave me drugs. You know, even to this day, it's like, did you take Motrin? Did you try this? Like, you know, it's like, it, it never ends, you know? So there's a lot to overcome. And then they've got the cardiologist. They've got the cardiologist telling them to do this. We've got the friends telling them, well, this, this friend of yours had, a, had the same thing you had, Mel. He had a 100% clogged artery, two stints, and he was on a golf course a week later. So they're hearing, you know, you just take the meds and you're going to be fine. And I know that's the route they're, want, they're going to want to take, Ronnie, because it's the easy pill to swallow. We don't want to change. We're set in our ways. To, and, but they don't know what you and I know and so many others that the gifts are there when you do it. When you go against the grain, put this into your body, your taste buds change. It tastes amazing. You, everything clears up. You live a life. And it's every day. It's every day. It's not living to 120 years old. It's the quality of life, not the quantity. Yes, Dr. Jameis Sheridan died young. Yes, Jay Cordich, the juice man, my partner, died at 93 last year. His celebration of life is April 7th at Agape Spiritual Center. So drop an email to support at juiceguru.com and we'll get you on the list if you want to go. Linda wants to get the word out about that. It's a celebration of life, 11 a.m., April 7th to celebrate the life of the juice man. He died at 93. Um, it's not about, you know, when we hit the finish line, it's not about, it's about the quality of life. And I'll tell you, Dr. James Sheridan, in those days, he lived them to the fullest. He, he, he would have no regrets for educating people in the work he did. It's not always when we leave. It's while we're here. Every minute counts. When you can make it count, time slows down. Life becomes beautiful. And, 
we can escape the negativity. I'm not saying we don't still get sucked into it. Like bringing back that study, we are negative people. And sometimes we get off on it. We enjoy it. Like, oh, let's just gossip and let's be negative together. And it's kind of the way we can even bond, which is weird. Um, even around and, and all over America, people do that around the, the water fountain all the time, you know, over the latest show and whatever it was, TV show and whatever it was. So it's, it's an awakening all, all along. And it's our, and I'd like to, I'd like to follow up with you on what happens with my parents. Cause this is going to be for me, the true test. Am I really a health educator? Can I inspire the ones that brought me into the world? Can I? Um, and I, and I want to find out, I'm excited to find out. I feel like calling James and saying, James, let's do a documentary on this. Mm-hmm. And then my dad's accountable though, by the way, right? I think, dad, if you want my business to do well, you've got to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. I could guilt him in that way. Yeah, whatever works. And uh, I mean, this I really appreciate you sharing with such vulnerability and authenticity about what's going on in your life and your journey with your parents, because I think it's something that all of us can relate to, you know, and I think it's why so many of us got into this work in the first place, because we didn't typically come from Buddhist backgrounds or, or certain philosophies or, um, you know, an organic upbringing. We all came from a nutritional Holocaust for the most part, and we were just trying to figure this thing out. And, you know, the generations that came before us definitely did not have it figured out and they had a conditioned response and we we fortunately survived through the whole thing to make it this far to to see the light at the end of the tunnel and we're trying to do the best we can to shine that light for the world and i just greatly appreciate you showing up here 100% as you are and sharing your journey sharing your inspiration and your passion for getting people to drink at least one juice a day and uh, with that, you know, where, where can people find out more about your programs, your information, your podcast? Do you have any upcoming programs that you can tell people about? Oh, yeah, that would be great. And thank you for having me on the show, Ronnie. This was, and you know, the, everything happens for a reason. You know, I was going to be on, you know, a couple of weeks ago and thankful, I'm thankful that it worked as it did because our interview would have been completely different. It couldn't have been as raw and and where we are now and um and what what it's almost I'm just happy it happened that way I'll just say it that way. But you can find out what we're doing at JuiceGuru.com. That has links to our radio show and um, all the work we're doing. We've got lots of uh, shows up there already with a lot of the leaders in the health industry. We just did Dr. Joel Furman and uh, Dr. Gabriel Cousins. We got the Juice Man. Some some interviews with him and Jason Bale. People in juicing and people in healthy living and spirituality, growth, all the, all the fun things. You can find out at juiceguru.com. Um, and there, there's a link for Juice Guru Radio there. The podcast is there. Um, and you can get a free template recipe. It's really the only thing you need to start juicing. We were giving these out at Expo West. Um, it's the most downloaded thing we have on our website. Um, it's a tape to your fridge poster uh, based on the juice, juice a day template recipe, the juice guru template recipe with this one recipe, you can make literally hundreds of juices. It's going to make you into your own juice guru. Um, and it's an alkaline juice. It, it'll reduce inflammation. Like we didn't even go into the real benefits of juicing, but it's all there for you and all the information you need. So you can download that at juiceguru.com. You'll see a link on that page, right? When you land on the page on get our template recipe, just put your name and email in. We'll you'll get that in your inbox, just print it out and put it on your refrigerator like lots of people all over the world are doing. And, and that's the way to get started on the Juice A Day revolution. Yeah, Revolution. 
Yeah, what an incredible revolution and movement it is. Thank you so much for being a part of leading it and uh, being on here with me, making the time to share your wisdom and your passion. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor. Thank you, Ronnie. Say the same in you. Thank you very much for, for this opportunity. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential. Please go to www.ronnylandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.